Good morning, York University. I'm so excited to be with you this morning. Uh, I miss you all. You are near and dear in my heart and in my prayers always know that that is the case. I want to start our talk this morning with a scripture. Uh, Psalm 139. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. And that is Psalm 139. And the reason I wanted to start with that psalm is it encapsulates the talk that uh, Sam Garner asked me to uh, share with you today on spiritual disciplines. And I had to smile when he gave me that topic because he knows that this is a process I've been working on in the last several years. I was at York College and in the last decade of my life, implementing spiritual disciplines and practices in my life to get to the point where I've got a spiritual rhythm instead of trying to develop habits. And James Clear in his book, Atomic Habits, talks about when they get to the point that they define us instead of us having to stop and think, oh, I should do this. That is when we are successful. And so I would encourage you to be looking at any of the spiritual disciplines that I mention as uh, ways that you can implement them and um, begin a closer walk with Christ with any of these spiritual disciplines. James Clear also states that it's easiest to begin a habit if you place it beside something you're already doing. So I'm going to be describing my day and you'll notice that the habits that I have established are around things I was already doing, getting up and walking or just waking up, brushing my teeth, which I hope you're all doing, and the other uh, walking between classes and then going to bed, a ritual that I developed at uh, bedtime also. So don't try to start something new and carve out, ooh, I've got to do this at uh, a certain time and add it onto your schedule. We all have enough time the way it is. It's just we need to use the moments that God has given us to draw ourselves closer to him instead of filling ourselves with other things. So to begin that, um, in January, the humanities and biblical studies professors chose words for their year, and mine was become. I wanted to become closer in my walk with God, become closer to my family, although I will say Shout out to prayer. Be careful how you pray, because if it truly is your heart's desire, God will grant these things if it's in keeping with his will and his plan for you. I am closer to my family um, in, in the Ozarks, but also having to leave family, my York College family, York University family, in the process of doing that. So be ready for God when you pray for him to act. I also want to become a devoted scholar of the word of God. In short, all of this becoming process, my intention was to become a woman of God who's defined as a woman of God 
that when people see and speak of me, they would know this is a woman of God. This she is she is acting as Christ would want her to act in a situation. However, this is still a process. This is a daily process, a daily recommitment to that becoming process. What I have found, though, is what is keeping me in balance are the spiritual rhythms that I've implemented over time. And that's what I want to talk to you about. So this is what my day begins like. It's what it looks like when I wake up. I wake up and in my stretching and other exercises and frankly, looking for a bear outside the window because we have them in Taney County. Haven't seen one yet. I engage in a song of thanksgiving to God. I start my day with thanksgiving and gratitude. I think this sets my mental focus for uh, receiving joy throughout the day because I'm focusing on that which is good and holy and pure and perfect instead of focusing on the, oh, I've got to do this. I'm thankful. I will sing, even though my morning voice may be scratchy, it is pleasing to God. And this helps me focus my day and commit it to God. Then when I walk, I pray. I'm praying specifically for people that God is bringing to my mind during that walk. And a lot of the time I'm just resting in him as I'm walking. I'm observing the beautiful creation around me and just being thankful for the day he's given me and all of the blessings in my life. I believe it is important for us to seek these times of solitude. If we crowd noise, music, um, constantly surrounded by others, if we're constantly in motion, we don't have time for God to stop and really speak to us. And this actually is a practice that I have done since my teenage years, seeking God in moments of solitude. And it's because Jesus did it. And I thought if Jesus, the son of God, needed time alone with his father, then all the more do I, who am a human who's very frail. In my time of solitude, communing with God my pace and rhythm for the day is established. So when I go to campus, and if you see me dancing around, it's because I'm standing. The first time I went through this, apparently it was enough for two chapel talks. So I'm watching my time on this one. When I go to campus, I've established a routine as well. At our faculty workshop this fall, James K.A. Smith encouraged us to develop liturgical practice that was consistent with our beliefs in the classroom and outside of the classroom. Now, for me, it was easy outside of the classroom because I've developed years ago the tea chats with students. So during my outside of classroom activities, I'm connecting with students and mentoring them, sharing with them uh, my faith and uh, my convictions and spiritual disciplines. We pray together and we have a Bible study together on Wednesday afternoons. But in the classroom, this was a stretch for me. And what I've done is I start every class period with a psalm and a prayer. And I believe that in doing this, we're modeling what the psalmists were doing and pouring their hearts out before God. So at the beginning of every class period, we are coming collectively to God, um, learning how to share with him our thanksgiving, our joy, as well as our anxieties and even our anger, all of our emotions through the Psalms, and then we pray collectively together. And my hope in this is that it's establishing a pattern, a spiritual discipline for the students, so they also will seek 
the word and reflection and prayer daily uh, as they're doing in the classroom. Um, throughout the day, as I'm walking to classes, so this is another part of my normal structure, I stop and give a simple breath prayer that recalibrates my rhythm. And that's like my spiritual pacemaker, keeping the heart rhythm in time without even stopping to be aware that I'm doing it. It may be as simple as Yahweh, acknowledging God, or have mercy, Lord, if something that I have done in the past or the present is convicting me, um, or help me, Lord. And that pronoun changes when individuals are brought to my mind that I'm praying for. Um, and this is just a simple prayer throughout the day. I will say that my spiritual heart rhythm receives its full charge for the next day by the discipline of worship at the day's end. Before I go to bed, I study the word, even if it's just a few verses that I'm engaging in, in the Lectio Divino practice, becoming still, reading the word, reflecting on what I read, responding to the word, resting to contemplate the revealed word, and then living it out, being um, the incarnate word. The word of God is his love letter to me. It's not a textbook that's required reading. So I want to engage with the lover of my soul by reading his love letters. After this time in the word, I then examine my day. And I think this is probably one of the most important practices that I have established to keep my spiritual life in sync with God and to keep my rhythms. At the end of the day, I reflect on how God was present with me and how I responded to his presence. I ask myself, what promptings did I notice? How did I respond or not respond? And then I pray grateful for each of those. Then I choose to see myself in God's presence and I review the day or the week. And this time I ask God to bring to my mind any actions, attitudes, and moments when I fell short of exhibiting the character of Christ or the fruit of the spirit. I listen without defending or rationalizing as the spirit reveals his truth to me. Our willingness to allow God in this process to guide us elevates this from a self-help project to a spiritual practice. The next move is then to be willing to name my failure for what it is, it's sin, and also to name what was going on inside of me, maybe some inner wounds, character deficiencies that I need to work on, or sin patterns that are unknown to me that God is revealing to me in this time of examining my day. I confess my sin, asking God to cleanse my heart, um, and then seek to continue daily in this time to find obstacles or hindrances, things that are getting in my way in my spiritual growth. This is my gardening time when I'm taking out those prunes and inspecting my spiritual garden and the fruit of the spirit, the fruit that I'm producing. Is it in keeping with who I say I am, who I want to become as a woman of God? If the spirit reveals to me an individual that I believe I've hurt, I take steps to make it right. And this happened even yesterday. I felt I had unfairly uh, responded in an email to some students who were going to be missing a quiz. And um, 
Yeah. So I made it right. I, when I was convicted of this, I emailed them and I said, I'm sorry. I don't think that I was acting in the right here. Um, and I think it was miscommunication. And all three of them responded with um, gratitude that I was willing to admit I'd been wrong in a situation and forgiveness. This is important in our relationships, our willingness to put pride aside and say, I was wrong. Will you forgive me? If um, speak the, out loud the truth that you're claiming, the sin that you're rebuking in your life, Satan wants to gain footholds. He wants to invade your territory and you stop him by speaking the word of God out loud, by staking the promises God has given us and continuing to claim those scriptures throughout the following days until you have a peace that the truth and living in the word allows. Because Christ came to bring peace for our souls. May we all collectively choose daily to walk in his truth, his light, and find peace in our spiritual journey. My beloved colleagues and York University sons and daughters, put on your walking shoes and your spiritual disciplines. Choose to become like Christ daily making that daily choice and in the process grow in intimacy with him who will lead you to the father and guide you with our counselor, the Holy spirit. I love you all. I'm looking forward to seeing you next week at homecoming. So send me an email. If you want to get together for a tea talk, I'm looking forward to seeing you and seeing games you might have. Have a great day. Go with God always. I love you.